Hello, and welcome back to the Two Idiots in a Mic podcast. I'm your host, Will, along with the other idiot, Jude. Today, we've got a wonderful show for everyone. We have, uh, we have three new segments. We've got Jude's Take, Weird Theories, and Song of the Episode. The song of the episode for, uh, for this week is Beautiful Disaster by 311. It's a really chill kind of rock song. You know, you should definitely go check it out. We might insert a clip, but it's probably copyrighted and we don't have the money for that because we are only a school project. So getting into that, we're going to get into our first opinion piece, which is the Queen's death. Any takes on that, Jude? Um, as an American, uh, I feel like I don't care that much. I know that sounds bad, but like, I, I don't see what effect it has on anything. Like, I always ask, like, what power she has. Ah, oh, dang, I feel bad now. But yeah, I always ask what power, like, kings and queens have, and they're like, there was social influence. And I'm like, on what? Because, like, what they say socially has to be super restricted. Like, I doubt they can say many political things at all. Yeah, I I mean, I think, like, you, you have the king and queen almost as, like, an attraction. Like, I, I think it's for tourists. Because... England has a prime minister, which is kind of like their president. And the queen and the king and the royal family is kind of just. They're just like tabloid people. They just kind of like live in the news and are just kind of like social figures that don't do much. Now, I think. I think the prime minister might consult with the queen before making decisions and she might have like say in a little bit of the decisions, but I think overall it's just her or or I mean the prime minister's like job to like make decisions for the country. All right. I want to go back on what I said earlier. Uh, I was kind of just dissing the english power system uh that wasn't against the queen great queen ruled for a long time great great queen that wasn't me dissing the queen yeah i've got nothing against the queen yeah i mean she was what like ruling for like 70 years like most people don't know anything else and yeah she's like she's i mean she's a badass did you see like some of the stuff like she had done throughout like her thing? Like I did not. She like loved riding horses, which is I think that's a pretty badass thing. Like yeah, it's, like saddling up a horse and just going full speed on an animal. Yeah. And she she I'm pretty sure she fought in World War II or had some yeah, here I'll look it up. Did the Queen fight? In World War Two, yeah, Prince Princess Elizabeth at the time, or wait, was she queen? I don't know if she was queen at the time. She might have been queen. She served in the military as a mechanic in World War Two. What? As okay. a princess. 
What? Okay, yeah. That's kind of yeah. sick. Yeah. That's not what I would expect from like the royal family. I know like some of them are in the military, but yeah. Oh, we got we've got announcements. Should we so, just cut this? Yeah, we'll just we'll just pause it right now. But uh we'll be back. Okay, we're back. We're back. We we're still on the subject of the Queen's death. We just had announcements and that kind of got in the way, but great queen. Great queen. And uh I don't know if I like the new king. I don't think anybody does. I King Charles, he just kind of seems like a scummy dude. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know too much about him, but I I know like some of the things he said which are questionable. Yeah, yeah. And the royal family's just been shaken up by the whole Meghan Markle and what's his name? Henry? Harry? I I, I don't know. Whatever. I think William's next in line. Something like that. Anyways, I mean, there's not much to say except she was a good queen. Yeah. And so I I think we're going to move on. Now, ooh, we got a review for you guys. So Jude and I this week took it upon ourselves to watch the brand new Netflix movie Father Stew. Just came out on Netflix. It was out in theaters for a little bit. But here's our take on Father Stew. I mean... You have to you have to know the background behind it. So it's this dude who grows up in rural Montana. Tough dude. I'm pretty sure it's Montana. Uh, sure. Seems yeah. right. Here, I'll look it up. Where is Father Stu from? He's from Helena, or he was born in Seattle. And I think grew up in Montana. But anyways, rural Montana, rural somewhere in America. And he starts out as an amateur boxer. And then when boxing isn't it for him, he tells his mom he's going to Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah, he's going to become an actor. And then once being an actor, he's working in this this grocery store. Okay, also actor means like commercial. Yeah, oh actor. yeah, yeah. Not, he he yeah. was he was in like a mop commercial. Yeah. It not like not like I think he was trying to be a movie star, but it it just doesn't work out that way for him and he ends up being in a couple commercials. And uh, he, uh, so he's working in a grocery store, sees this really pretty woman that he immediately falls in love with. And he decides he's going to pursue her romantically. And she's not having any of it. She's like, I could care less about this dude. Like he's working in a grocery store. And he's 
he's not religious and he starts going to church to try and show her because she's devote like very catholic very very spiritual like in touch with her faith and he he starts going to church and he doesn't really get it he doesn't really understand it and he starts going to church with her and he starts to really start like seeing god and then all of a sudden another big life decision he's going to become a priest so when he becomes he doesn't he doesn't like immediately just like become a priest of course you have to like go through school to become a priest so it shows him like going through school and but in the end he develops this 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 bad muscular disorder where he starts losing his abilities in his muscles, like his ability to walk. He's he's on crutches. Then he's in a wheelchair. And then eventually it starts affecting like other parts of his body. But he ends up becoming an actual priest after all this adversity, trying to become a priest. He always, he sticks through with his faith. And unfortunately, he died at the age of 50, which is really young. But up until his death, he continued being a priest, hearing confession. I'm pretty sure he said mass, but it was pretty, probably pretty hard for him because he was wheelchair bound. But amazing movie. Absolutely phenomenal. All right. I, I want to start off by saying, like, I did not know... My expectations were kind of split going into this movie because on one hand it has Mark Wahlberg and I like him as an actor. And on the other hand, it's a Christian movie, which are usually cheesy and really bad. And the first hour, I really felt the Christian movie part. It was cheesy and not very good. But then I thought like after the after the first hour, it got really, really good, which I was not expecting. It came out of nowhere for me. I don't know if that was your experience with it. Oh, yeah. I I thought in the beginning it was really splotchy. Like, it was just jumping from one plot mm-hmm. to another plot to another plot to another plot. Like, oh, he's a boxer. Oh, now he's working in a grocery store and an actor. And now he's pursuing a girl. And then, yep. and then it really starts to smooth out yeah. towards the end. And it slows down, it seems like. It's, it's like... I don't know if the director did it on purpose because I I could see where they would do it on purpose to like show his life was just like here and there and here and there and here and there. And then once he finds God, he like slows down, starts thinking through his actions, starts actually like, like settling down into his like role as I'm going to be a priest. This is my calling. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah, I I also felt like the piece about his brother kind of just got thrown in there. Like every once in a while, they'd just be like, oh, his brother died, by the way. But they never really explained it. There was one time he just said he didn't wake up, but they never really explained it. So I was kind of confused on that. I really wish 
it, they would explain more because there's this one pivotal scene where he's a boxer and he gets drunk and goes and visits his brother's grave. Yeah, and I didn't know that the like ghost talking to him was his brother. I thought that was him as a kid. Or was that a different scene? I I don't know. I think I think it was a flashback because I I know what you're talking about, like the scene where like it's a little boy mm-hmm. and the little boy's talking, and I think that's in Stu's head, like his brother talking to him. Yeah. But at that point in the movie, like, it could have easily been him as a kid. Like, they never clarified. Yeah, they that. it never it never really explained his brother, and and so he gets drunk, goes and visits his brother's grave, and he walks out of the cemetery, and there's this huge, huge stone statue of Jesus. And now remember, he's a boxer, so his 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 really his way of like taking stuff out is through violence and he has all this anger inside like oh my like oh his, his dad leaves mm-hmm. his dad leaves when he's young so he's just with his mom his dad goes off to california and it's really like it's really hard for him because like he didn't have that father there so he has all this anger he has all this pent up aggression and he gets drunk and he punches a statue of Jesus in the face and most likely breaks his hand. I know it's like cut up and there's blood like all over the place and the police show up just kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, that part was kind of weird. Yeah, like like the police were just like kind of like around a cemetery at like midnight and they just find this drunk dude. And that's like when he gets arrested, like the first time in the movie, he gets arrested for like public intoxication. And it it just it just didn't make that much sense to me, honestly, because they never explained the brother part, which could have been a huge, huge part of the movie. Like, oh, the reason he's so mad at the world is because his like brother died or something like that yeah i've weirdly i felt like the turning point in the movie was the scene that i liked probably the least the faith montage so just like picture like when he decides he's gonna like be a devout christian he does this montage Except it's hard to depict a montage of faith. So he's kind of just like standing on a rock and looking into the distance slightly past the camera. And then it cuts to him running and then stopping and then looking slightly past the camera with the rosary and then just switches between those two. That felt kind of weird. Yeah, it kind of felt unneeded, but it, it felt important. But kind of ended up like not being that important. Yeah. Because it, it is like the turning point where it's like, oh, now he's like going into the faith. Like now it's like him getting pushed into this new life of God. And they kind of did a pretty bad job of like ex- showing that like they could have 
I like they could have just like shown him just like going into the seminary and that would have been fine or like him like contemplating like going in like thinking to himself like thinking about his brother thinking about his past life but they decided to show it as him just like standing there with a rosary just kind of not doing anything and it it just kind of felt like wasted but after that it gets so so good i know we've just been critiquing it for the past couple minutes but it ends up being an amazing story amazing movie he he goes into the priesthood and they're like oh we can't we can't let you become a priest or join the seminary because your background as a boxer and all this stuff on your criminal record and he's like jesus forgave why can't you forgive me something like that and the guy and the head master of the seminary the head priest the monsignor he was like you're right i'll talk to the diocese and they let him in but then they find out he has this muscle disorder and they're like because you're crippled the diocese doesn't want to like spend money on you because you're like not a liability but you know what i'm talking about yeah like like you're kind of just like expensive because you're gonna be wheelchair bound you have all this like medical stuff and he's like this makes no sense i am trying my hardest which you can only like like anyone in life like the only thing you can ask of any human being is to just try their hardest and that's exactly what he did and eventually they're like sorry Stu, we can't like do anything for you so then they go back to montana and it kind of gets a little weird from there like all of a sudden he's just like in montana with his dad and his mom his mom and dad have kind of like rekindled their relationship and he goes to church because yeah i mean he goes to church like regularly because now he's so in touch with his faith that he's like just super religious now like 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 a superstar at religion <laughs> and uh and so he's and then all of a sudden Carmen the girl he was like going after like she's there in Montana too and they're all at church yeah i didn't really get that part i think they just are supporting him on his journey yeah i th- i think so too and I think they like they were surprising him. They surprised him because right before mass, they're like, yo, Stu, you're going to be a priest. And he's like, what? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, no. And they're oh, like, I oh, didn't yeah, get that. that was a surprise. OK, and that's, then that's cool. And then, yeah. So they surprised him and they're like, here are your robes. Come do mass with us. Like, come say the mass with us. 
come pray with us, come do all this stuff that priests do with us. And it's a really touching scene where they wheel him down the aisle and they just lay him on the ground, like face down on the ground. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's like crawling at this point. Yeah. Because, I mean, his legs don't work anymore. So he's just like laying on the ground because everyone else is kneeling. You need to understand that everyone else is kneeling and he can't kneel. So they kind of just lay him on the ground. And it's this really like heart gut wrenching scene where it's like, oh, my God, I feel so bad for this guy. Like he can't walk, but he's trying his hardest and he's praying and he's praying and God has put him through all this adversity and he's questioned his faith and questioned his faith and questioned his faith, but he's stick stuck through it. And now he's getting his time to shine. And it was a, for me, it was, it was really eye opening because it was like, Hey, there's this dude that has gone through so much in his life and he accomplished his dream of becoming a priest and it's like anyone can accomplish their dreams no matter yeah. no matter how hard yeah so overall i love the movie yeah good yeah, movie i highly suggest it yeah um it was a great movie i i i thought it was very well made in the end well in general yeah it was a good movie all right on to our next segment it's called Jude's Take. So I'm going to let Jude take over. We So background, earlier this week, I showed Jude this brand new technology that Amazon's doing it, Apple's doing it. My, uh, my cousin, her husband works at Amazon in the music department. And he's like, yo, you got to try this stuff. And I'm like, what is it? And he's like, spatial audio. I'm like, what is spatial audio? And he's like, it's like 3D audio. You can like hear it all around you and you can like pick out stuff. And I'm like, what? So I tried it and it was just like he said. So this is Jude's take on 3D audio. Yeah. Uh so I think the first song I heard Spatial Audio on was um, Santeria, which is already a great song. And the way it's like designed in the headphones, like you feel like, I don't know how to describe it other than spatial. I know that's not very helpful, but it does feel like you're in a small space with a band also in that space and like, just the way that the sound transfers from ear to ear is so clean. Yeah, it's like so back in the 70s, they came out with Hi-Fi. When did Hi-Fi come out? Hi-Fi it was it came out it began in the 20s but really became popular in the 60s and 70s and it's like high fidelity 
cleaner, better tone and sound in music. And Amazon and Apple just took that high fidelity and made it so pure that it's the cleanest, best sounding audio that you could possibly ever have with the technology that we have. And when you when you listen to it, you feel like you're in the song. Yeah. It also feels weird that not only that you can change the way we listen to audio, like not change music, but change the audio it's listened to in. And more importantly, that it took from you said it was developed in the twenties, Hi Fi was? Yeah, Hi Fi was developed in the twenties and yeah made popular in the sixties and seventies. I mean it feels crazy that it took a hundred years to develop a new one you know what i mean like a new type yeah of audio. yeah like a new better sounding quality i'm sure i'm missing a i'm sure there were projects before or in between that time yeah but just that this is the next big thing is Dolby Atmos like the same thing as Spatial Audio, or is that just yeah, the name yeah. for it? Yeah, it's called like Dolby Atmos, I think. Okay. Amos, Amos, Atmos, I don't know. I, I know it's like Dolby something, but like yeah. that's like how you like get it, I think. Okay, that makes sense. Like if you have something like, like AirPods or Beats or whatever, and they're... Dolby Atmos like qualified or um like can pair with Dolby Atmos or something then you can get spatial audio but it's not like every my my cousin or her husband explained it to me like this so you've got you've got a certain amount of songs that are already in spatial audio and some some work better than others like i'm i'm pretty sure there's a scale on how well they work um, yeah on amazon and we were testing it out we played some songs that weren't didn't like weren't compatible with spatial audio and then we played santeria by sublime and you can you can really tell a difference and so they've got like seven thousand songs that work with spatial audio but everything else like doesn't work and they're like upgrading their like collection i don't know it's just it's just it's really cool like it's going to change music forever that's kind of crazy too though like they have to go in every song individually and like program the audio right yeah yeah that seems crazy that's why they've only been able to do it for like seven thousand songs yeah like like and some he said some artists are like only releasing albums and songs now that work with spatial audio and it's like it it really is like the future of like music like listening to music like 
And for the listeners out there, if you want to get spatial audio, you you should you should go to apple.com and look up what you should or not Apple, but you could you could just go online, look up what headphones or what speakers can get spatial audio and then go to Amazon Music, which is. I'm pretty sure it's free. Yeah, Amazon Music is free. And you go to search and it'll have all these categories of music. You just go to the spatial category and it'll give you all the songs, all the albums of the most popular spatial audio songs. And it's got like every single genre. Like it's not just sublime or new music. Like they've got like spatial audio jazz, spatial audio Christian, like spatial audio pop funk. I don't know. Yeah. I also want to mention like it for me, it works on my wired apple headphones so it's not like you need super expensive headphone technology to yeah listen like, to like music. anyone anyone can get it yeah like it's not it's not like only for people that because previous to this i i had no idea like this was a thing like like if if someone told me a year ago oh you could listen to 3d audio like I'd be like, one, what is 3D audio? Two, that sounds really expensive. Like, that sounds extremely, like, unique to a certain, like, person. Like, that sounds like something Jeff Bezos would, like, have. But it's not. Like, anyone can get it. If you have Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify does not have it. I've checked. Um, But if you have these these f- formats these i don't know apps these whatever we'll call it apps oh well, yeah apps if you have these apps like you can get it for free and you can listen with the highest quality sound that anyone's ever had and it's absolutely stunning it's amazing it's like a masterpiece for your ears it's it's awesome so anyway that was jude's take we're gonna have uh i know i talked a lot about it but uh we're gonna we're gonna have a lot more of jude's takes on different things we're just we're just coming up with new segments every week people it's it's uh it's it's a it's a day-by-day process so next we're gonna go on to our new segment called our our last segment unfortunately but uh it's called uh weird theories and you know for as long as there's been time and space and humans there's always been conspiracy theories yep and some of them are so outrageous that they're absolutely ridiculous. Like the moon's made of cheese. Is that, is that actually one? Yeah, there's there's a group online that has their own website <coughs> that believes the moon is made of cheese. 
guys. And there's flat earthers. Okay, that one, like, they're wrong. It's wrong. But also, I can see why you would think that. The cheese moon one, like, what? How? Is it just because it has holes in it? Is that the only evidence that it, like, kind of looks like Swiss cheese? Except gray? Not, not really. Okay. It's on Wikipedia. It has its own Wikipedia page. The moon is made of green cheese. Green? Green cheese is a statement referring to a fanciful belief that the moon is composed of cheese. And there are actually some people who are like flat earthers that have this weird little society that the earth is made of cheese. And I actually, I found, I found, I found a website a long time ago because I was looking at like weird stuff and I was in like seventh grade boarding class and I was looking at like, I, I think I looked up like weird cool things and this thing popped up because i was so bored and i was like what moon made of cheese and they were like comparing like rock density to the densities of different cheeses and saying the moon's density is like the same density as like gorgonzola cheese and is made of cheese but anyways these are these are some more common known theories that are are actually somewhat believable like our first one is the kennedy assassination which was one a horrible thing like no one deserves to be assassinated and kennedy was whether he was a good or bad president he was the president and you shouldn't you shouldn't kill the president Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> Anyone listening, do not kill the president. Do not. Just like our last episode, or our, oh, the, oh, our unreleased episode that we made a couple weeks ago where uh, these two guys planned to kidnap. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, he planned, they yeah. planned to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Don't kidnap governors. Yep. Don't kill presidents. That's just. It's in bad taste. But anyways, I've got a crazy story that goes along with this thing. I personally believe Kennedy was assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald and only Lee Harvey Oswald. I know some people say it was like CIA did it or it was to like the mob did it to like silence some some. Thing that he was gonna say or or it, it was multiple people there's like a guy on a hill there's like a guy in a bush the the bullets don't like seem to line up like i don't believe any of that i believe that it was solely lee harvey oswald in the top floor in the window of the texas school book supply building yeah i think i think a lot of these start because as human nature, I think we need someone to blame when something horrific happens. 
like we always go to blame someone and if the person isn't interesting enough we make them seem interesting enough that their like backstory equals the periphery of the event you know what i'm saying yeah 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 i get that i get that um my grandfather actually got into a fist fight with lee harvey oswald once what yeah so my grandfather was in the navy with his best friend john should i i mean we could like name drop yeah john anyways i'm not gonna say his last name um but john and my grandfather my grandfather will call him ben and so john and ben were in a bar in new orleans guess who's from new orleans dude lee harvey oswald yes lee harvey oswald is from new orleans and my grandfather and ben and john were in a bar and ben and john walk out of the bar and they're in the navy this is during vietnam so they they're not active duty no they are active duty they're not on the front lines so they're not currently on the front lines and they have off they have shore leave and they're in a bar and they come across this dude handing out communist propaganda and lee harvey oswald was like known like like when they like seized his stuff like after they arrested him and everything like they found all these communist books and manifestos and all this stuff relating to communism pamphlets and books and speeches and pictures and so he's just on the street handing out all this stuff to just random passerbyers and my grandfather's like what the like i'm i'm working my ass off trying to defend this country while we're at war in a in a what some would say a a a dumb war that we shouldn't have gotten into like i'm i'm fighting for the freedom of the world even though i shouldn't have to be like i'm putting my like life on the line like at any moment i could be over in vietnam like fighting in the navy and so he got pissed and he's like hey dumbass what are you doing and he's he they got into this little scuffle and john says he had to pull my grandfather off of lee harvey oswald and john to this day to this day he's he's he says he told this to my uncle he told this story to my uncle and my uncle was like no way that is so false my dad would never like yeah he might like beat up a guy for like communist stuff because he's so patriotic but it it, it, there's no way it was lee harvey oswald and john was like i swear to god it was lee harvey oswald a couple months later this was 1963 because that was the year kennedy was assassinated 
And he says, a couple months later, I'm watching the news. And all of a sudden, this dude's picture is on the TV getting arrested because he just killed the president. And my and he's like, oh, my God. That's the dude Ben got into a fight with a couple months back. That's that had to be so weird to watch. Like, just just try and put yourself in that shoes, in the shoes of like John. Like, like, imagine you're just like watching the news and then all of a sudden you're like, yo, that dude that Ben got into a fight with. He just killed the president. Like what? Like, like our nation has just been come under attack by this one guy that he's just killed the president. Like, like, what are we going to do? Like, who's who's the new president? Like, what's going on? Like, like, imagine just everything going through your head at that time. And. And my uncle was like, there's no way. So he and his buddy who were in college, Reynolds, my my uncle Mike and his buddy Reynolds, they go to see, this was in the 90s. So they go to see the new movie called JFK. And they're sitting in the movie theater and and this was this was a big movie because yeah it came out in 1991 they were in their first year of college second year first year of college and it was directed by Oliver Stone and it had um oh it starred Kevin Costner and Kevin Bacon and Gary Oldman Donald Southern like like this was John Candy like this was a big movie and so they go see it and then all of a sudden they see this one scene where Lee Harvey Oswald gets into a fight with this dude outside of a bar and he's like holy Reynolds what my my godfather John just told me the story like my dad that is my dad who got into a fight with Lee Harvey Oswald outside of a bar in New Orleans in 1963. Wow. Okay. Isn't that just crazy? That is, I, I haven't seen the movie. I, yeah, I've never seen that movie either. That is crazy that the bar fight got in there. Yeah. And I've, I've only ever once asked my grandfather about it because my grandfather doesn't talk much. Yeah. He, um, he he likes he keeps his thoughts to himself because he's extremely smart and knows a lot of stuff and he knows like having he always says keep your mouth shut keep your eyes and ears open and you'll learn everything so he he really takes that to heart he doesn't talk much and he just listens and he takes in all this information and so he kind of just communicates through like Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like like kind of like that. And I asked him one time at dinner, we were at this at this restaurant, and I'm like, hey, 
hey, Grandpa, did did you actually get into a fight with Lee Harvey Oswald? Like, like I asked him, like in a whisper, like off to the side, and he just goes, mm-hmm. and then, and then all of a sudden, I I hadn't heard that man yell in probably a decade, and. He goes, and I should have finished him when I had the chance. And everyone at this restaurant just stops. Like, like you could hear a pin drop that this old man is yelling. Like, I should have finished him when I had the chance. And I'm like, what? No way. Like, like imagine how history would have been changed. I know. If my grandfather would have like followed through probably gone to jail lee harvey probably would have gone to jail would jfk had still been alive like that's crazy stuff that's deep Uh, yeah 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 that's just take a take a minute to think about that all right i think we're i think we're gonna move on crazy right yeah crazy wow all right so our next theory is uh there's this place in north carolina there's this mountain called brown mountain and i don't know if it's every night or some nights, but there have been sightings of lights going over this ridge. Here, real quick, look up, look up the brown mountain lights. Yeah, I, I see them. Yeah, and no one knows what they are. Like, there's people that live over by Brown Mountain. They're like, we don't see any lights. Or we've seen the lights, but we've been up there and there's no lights. I don't know why people are seeing lights from so far away. Like. Do you know the nature of the lights? No one knows anything about the lights. But the people who see it, what do they claim it is? Do they say like UFOs? Something like that? Aliens. Some people think it's like native american like like ghosts i don't know ghosts like spirits maybe spirits maybe like some like folklore or whatever but they've been appearing at brown mountain in the linville gorge area of north carolina for hundreds of years hundreds like this isn't a one-time thing yeah i was gonna assume it was like some top secret plane but i don't think there was a top secret plane in 1840 according to a cherokee legend around 1200 a.d a great battle was fought between the cherokee and the cattle cattle indians at brown mountain and the mysterious lights are from the Indian maidens still searching for their men who died in battle. That's cool. I kind of hope that's true. Because that's, that's kind of sick. That's... Have you ever heard the story of La Llorona? No. The the um, 
she's like this ghost spirit in Mexico or Southern California, something like that, that um, people say they've seen this woman by a river dressed in a wedding gown. And apparently the like story goes like she killed her husband or her husband left on like the day of their marriage or something like that. And she like killed their child or something. And she haunts like couples or whatever because she's looking for her lover and her like child again or whatever. But like that, that kind of like seems like what it is here. Like the maidens like looking for their men who died in battle. And it says, it says many people have tried to explain the lights over the years. And in 1771, a German scientist explained the lights as inflamed nitrous vapors. But it was instantly disputed. I don't know. I don't know if I trust science from 1771. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> They're also like, their brain surgery is just like cutting off half the brain. So yeah, I don't know if it's like they're still doing bloodletting. <laughs> yeah. And then a 1913 U.S. geological survey concluded that they were headlights from a locomotive. But when the tracks washed away three years later and people continued to see the lights, that theory is also thrown out. So it can't be like it's not cars. Because it's in a remote, like, mountaintop in North Carolina. It's not a train because the train lights, like, there there can't possibly be a train because the track got washed away. And the lights have been reported as being white, red, yellow, orange, and blue. They're different colors, too? Yeah. And they've been described as looking like large balls of fire or small little candle lights from floating near the ground or rising up high into the sky. That's cool. There are some things that I feel like we don't need theories for. I feel like that's just like the lights. It's just cool that we don't know. I think they should remain a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Even, yeah. even if someone finds out the answer, like, don't tell me. I think it's cooler to that it's just yeah. a mystery. Like it's just it's just meant to be yeah, a legend. We don't have to know everything. Exactly. And yeah, it it should stay that way because it's just it's just cool like oh yeah, Brown Mountain. Yeah, go up there at night. Aliens. Yeah. Give up scientists. Yeah. 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 You, you're not going to be able to dispute it. Like, don't believe me? <laughs> Go look at Brown Mountain. There's, there's some UFO going on up there. Like, <laughs> it's, oh, I I want to go see them so badly. And I've been to North Carolina. Like, I've been in that region of North Carolina, but not at night. And I, I want to see the lights so badly. Yeah, that would be cool to, like, go hiking there. That would be so, just imagine you're just, like, you bring a nice little picnic. You've got your friends with you. You're just chilling. And then all of a sudden you just see these like red, yellow, green, blue, orange lights just like hovering above this mountain. 
and you're just like it's almost like the northern lights you're just like watching these lights just kind of like trickle along this mountain ridge like that'd be so sick that'd be so cool and then our last our last um theory is a uh, the theory of uh, Jimmy Hoffa do you- oh i've seen uh i've seen the irishman so i i'm semi familiar with this okay okay i can't explain that one either i want to be able to explain it but i can't explain it like what the hell happened to jimmy hoffa like you have one of the biggest social leaders in american history because i mean he was the leader of the teamsters who like took goods from one place to another one place to another like that's that's big like he was a big big guy and all of a sudden he just disappears I think not. Did he ever get like found? I I don't think so. They just recently said that they think they have a clue where he is and he's in an oil barrel in a dump in New Jersey. First of all, that's really dark. And second of all, how do you like get to a point where you're like, we probably know where he is. He's in an oil barrel in New Jersey. Like, I feel like that's either we definitely know he's in an oil barrel in New Jersey or it's he's definitely not in an oil barrel. Like, you can't kind of say he's in an oil barrel in New Jersey. That's too specific, right? I feel like you'd have to, like, know that. Yeah, yeah. I I just looked up Jimmy Hoffa found. Oh. The search for this is from the New York Times. The search for Jimmy Hoffa under New Jersey City Bridge oh. came up empty, FBI says. So they they still haven't found the dude. And he disappeared in Michigan. He disappeared in Michigan and they're looking for him in New York and New Jersey. That's wild. Yeah. Like especially with the technology that we have nowadays, like like we can we can tell like everything about a human based on one singular hair yeah but or a fingerprint that's if they're not completely rotted away right so but like we could at least like know a guy who like did it like there there had to be probably fingerprints somewhere or a hair or some spit or yeah, they don't know where to start Right? I'd start in Michigan. But like where in Michigan? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Detroit. I mean, it's like one of the, like the murder capitals of America. Was it back in 1975? Yeah. Uh, probably not. I don't know. I mean, that's when it was in its like heyday kind of, you know, yeah. when, when the car companies were yeah. still there. But I mean, he was a union president and he just he disappeared from a restaurant. Like there had to be someone at that restaurant that was like, oh, yo, that's Jimmy Hoffa. 
he's like the guy that's like making sure my cousin isn't like getting scammed by the labor unions or whatever. Or like he's he's the guy that got me a ton of money in my like settlement check or whatever. Like like he was famous and then all of a sudden he just disappears from some restaurant in Detroit, like some diner in Detroit. And I don't know. Like, is the mafia like prevalent in Detroit? Uh, I always thought they were more like New York, New Jersey. I mean, I think they're I think they're prevalent in any like successful economy, which it was back then. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess they think he was a victim of a mafia hit and i mean people people have gone so far out to say oh they tied cinderbox to his feet and just threw him in the water of like the great lakes or like new york harbor and some people are like he's buried under a swimming pool in hampton illinois like or he's buried under giant stadium in new jersey i mean none of those are any less credible than the other ones exactly like oh oil drum underneath a bridge in new jersey a dump in new jersey pool in hampton illinois hell he could be buried in my backyard i've i have no idea that would be kind of cool if he was buried in my backyard but also it'd be sad that you incriminated your family on a podcast (laughs) yeah i i actually had a theory for a one time my grandfather, the one that fought um, Lee Harvey Oswald, has like similar looking uh, characteristics to D.B. Cooper. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a cool story, too. So so I was like, I went up to him. I'm like, yo, are you D.B. Cooper? And he's like, what are you talking about? Sounds like something D.B. Cooper would say. Yeah, I'm like, sounds like something D.B. Cooper would say. D.B. Cooper would say, no, he's not D.B. Cooper. And. I he disappeared. D.B. Cooper disappeared Thanksgiving of like 1971. And my grandfather traveled for a living. So he was always on airplanes. So I was like, where were you? Thanksgiving of 1971. And he was like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, something D.B. Cooper would say. And so, he's like, he's so your like, evidence was that he was, he flew plane or he traveled on planes. I'm saying, I'm saying right now on this podcast, my grandfather is DB Cooper. Do you have anything to back that up other than he travels on planes? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. So it could be almost anyone in America. I, I guess, but I'm saying it's my grandfather. Okay. Because that's really cool. Like, imagine D.B. Cooper cool. fought Lee Harvey Oswald. That sounds like a movie. That's like, that's like Freddy Krueger versus Jason. D.B. Cooper versus Lee Harvey Oswald. If he got caught now, could he be prosecuted? Or is there like a rule that if like we don't find you within like twenty years, you're good? Yeah, I think I think the statute of limitations would have run out. Okay, 
that's kind of cool that that's a rule yeah if, yeah if you can get away for 20 years we'll let you go yeah you can keep all the money you can uh you can uh all the all the victims you like killed or whatever like wait did db cooper kill killed? anyone no but he threatened to he threatened uh air the airline no 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 no, no. the go back go back go back how do you know he didn't kill anyone because he just jumped out of a plane and all the witnesses were like still alive and then he disappeared what year was this what year was 1971 this? i think what year did jimmy hoffa die 1975 yo that's if, what i'm saying whoa, what if db cooper what I'm my grandfather db cooper Dude, knows where jimmy could, hoffa is if he could disappear he could make him disappear exactly i mean he disappeared over like seattle Guess who has family in Seattle? Me. Oh. <laughs> he was he's probably hiding out with my aunt and uncle on the Puget Sound. That's probably it. He probably walked all the way back to hiked all the way back to Seattle and was just like chilling in Seattle with my family. And they're like, oh, where'd you come from? Traveling for work? Nah, I just stole fifty thousand dollars from united airlines and hopped out of a plane last night because i'm db cooper that that would be a story but yeah i think i think he's db cooper db cooper if you're one of our five listeners can we please have some of the money for helping the world figure out that you helped hide jimmy hoffa yeah no i'll talk to my grandfather i'll be like okay yeah i'll just be like hey wherever you like hid the money can you like Tell us where it is and like tell us where Jimmy Hoffa is. But yeah, the only reason I like think that he's DB Cooper is just because he traveled a lot and looks really like him. Like, ooh, sorry, I hit the mic. That that looks like my grandfather. Okay. Yeah, I, you don't know what my grandfather looks I feel like, like, but look like, like a lot of. But like this, this looks like my grandfather. All right. Anyways, that's all we have for our episode today. I hope everyone enjoys it. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Twitter at. I think it's the real, the real underscore two idiots and. On. uh instagram i think it's two idiots and a mic one i don't know just go follow us on instagram twitter we're on amazon podcast stitcher um pandora spotify we're not on apple because we don't want to support a corrupt multi-million dollar business no i'm joking we just don't know how to get ourselves on Apple, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, make sure to go follow us, leave a like, leave a comment, visit our website, just click around, see our other episodes. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got for you guys today. Thank you for listening.